Welcome to Serious Faith, a podcast exploring the gospel story by story to discover the way of Jesus. Welcome back, my friends. We are working our way through the book of John, which I'm sure you remember uh, if you've been tuning in for more than a week. we are in John chapter 15. Today we're hit, hitting between 15 and 16. The heading covers both. And uh, it's going to be an interesting passage today. Jesus, as he does in many cases, does not hold back this week. Um, so let me offer you the scripture this week and we'll jump into it because my goodness. Uh, so Jesus, if you remember from last week, uh, talking about loving each other. Right? He says, you should take care of each other. I give you these commands so that you can love each other. Uh, and then starting in verse 18 and going through uh, chapter 16, verse 4, it says this. If the world hates you, know that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. However, I've chosen you out of the world, and you don't belong to the world. This is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. Servants aren't greater than their master. If the world harassed me, it will harass you too. If it kept my word, it will also keep yours. The world will do all these things to you on account of my name, because it doesn't know the one who sent me. If I hadn't come and spoken to the people of this world, they wouldn't be sinners. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me also hates the Father. If I hadn't done works among them that no one else had done, they wouldn't be sinners. But now they've seen and hated both me and my Father. This fulfills the word written in their law. They hated me without reason. When the companion comes whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. You will testify too, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said these things to you so that you won't fall away. They will expel you from the synagogue. The time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a service to God. They will do these things because they don't know the Father or me. But I have said these things to you so that when their time comes, you will remember that I told you about them. My, 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 my. All right. So, starting in verse 18, he just starts off. He says, right, don't forget, in 17, in the verses right before this, uh, his focus is on loving each other. And essentially what he's saying here is he's like, you you got to love each other because the world's going to hate you. Right? Like, you've got to take care of each other. My disciples, you must love each other. Right? A, because it's going to show the world that you know me. But B, because the world's going to hate you. Right? The world is going to hate you because you don't belong to it. Right, He said, if you belong to the world, they would love you. But I've chosen you out of the world, and you don't belong to the world. And this is why the world hates you. So first off, he starts and says the world is going to hate you. In other words, um, the world in the church, a lot of times we talk about the world being like those outside the church, those who don't know God, those who, who don't follow Jesus. That's kind of who we usually talk about when we talk about the world, quote-unquote. Um and he says, that if the world harassed me, it's going to harass you too, right? In other words, he's like, look at how the world treated me, right? He was, he was in his own town. If you remember, Jesus in his own town was not liked, <laughs> right? The people in his own community didn't like him. And then, and then he says that uh, these people, they're guilty because they know the truth and they're rejecting it, right? He says they're sinners because I've, because I've come and I've shown them. And he says they, they don't are listening. <laughs> they don't listen. Whoever hates me hates the Father. If I hadn't done these works, no, 
that they wouldn't be sinners, but now they have seen and hated both me and the Father. Right? In other words, so you've got the Father in the Old Testament. You've got the Father God who they despised and rejected in 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 the way that they turned to idols, in the way that they they strayed significantly from what what the God wanted, right? He wasn't theirs. So so they have this, and then and then you throw in uh, you throw in as well in these next verses. He says, "Look, they got to see the Father back then. Now they're getting to see me and the Father again because I'm representing the Father. They're getting to see me, the truth, and they're still rejecting it. Even now, they are still rejecting me." And it says that this fulfills the word in the law. They hated me without reason. Really, Jesus, if you think about this, they really had no reason to hate Jesus. Jesus was God himself coming in and preaching love, and he's preaching taking care of people, and he's pre he's preaching uh, to establish the kingdom the, of God, right? These are all things we should be excited for. These are all things the world should be excited for, but they're not. However, here's the part of this passage where it gets tricky. And maybe tricky is not the right word, but this is the part of the passage where it gets a little bit more personal for many of you who listen to my podcast. Because many of you are listening to this podcast because you are already a Christian and you are trying to walk with God, right? You're trying to walk closer with God, have serious faith. Well, here's the thing. Jesus starts off and says that the world will hate you. But then he gets in here in, in the end of 15, early 16. He said, I'm going to say these things to you so you don't fall away. And you might think, okay, well, why would they fall away? If, if they know the world's going to hate them and that they're going to stand out like a sore thumb in the world, why would they fall away if they know that? Here's why. In verse 2 of chapter 16, they will expel you from the synagogue. And the time is coming when those who kill you will think that they are doing a service to God. So Jesus says, look, the world's going to hate you. But then he, go, then he circles back and he says, oh, and by the way, it's not just going to be the world. You're going to be hated within the religious community. Right? Those who say they follow God, those who, who say they love God, they're going to persecute you too. They're going to kick you out of the synagogues, right? Or, or in, our, in our context of, of modern day, you're going to, if you're a kingdom person, you're going to get kicked out of the church. Like, and, and, and the church is going to hate you. They're going to be people, not of all of them, right? And it, this isn't a, like a broad statement. It's not like the church at large is going to hate you. But, but those who stand for what Jesus stood for, it says they're going to be kicked out of the church. Like there are going to be people in the church who straight up don't like you, even though you're trying to follow Jesus. And he says, not only are they going to expel you out, he says that they will think they're doing God a favor if they kill you. And I immediately think here of Paul, right? Because Paul was on a mission to kill some Christians, right? When he, when he meets the road to Damascus moment. And, uh, but he says they're going to think they're doing God a favor by killing you, by kicking you out of church, by getting rid of you. They will do these things, and this is important, they will do these things because they don't know the Father or me. Right? He says, look, if you know me and you're trying to follow me, you're going to get kicked out. The church is going to try and kick you out sometimes because they don't really know the Father. And I would dare say, in my experience, a lot of times they don't even care to. Right? There are a lot of other motives for why, why people go to church than to come and learn and, and experience Jesus. We go for social reasons. We go out of habit. But Jesus says there will be people in the church, in the synagogue, who do not know God and who will do everything in their power to make sure that those who do 
those who are trying to do the kingdom work are kicked out. They're chased out. And my goodness, we see this over and over again as I think about church history. You know, I, I've talked recently with some of our staff and others about the idea that, you know, renewal movements throughout history of the church always ended up into like a break of some kind, right? Like you go back, you think of like the Catholics and the Orthodox, you think of uh, the, the, the Catholics and the Lutherans, and then um, the Anglicans and the Methodists breaking out of the Anglicans. Like all of these movements were, were renewal movements. There were people who, who looked at the church they were in and they said, man, we're not following God as closely as I think we should. We're not, we're not hitting it like we should. And, and it's interesting because those movements always got kicked out of the church. <laughs> what they wanted was to renew the church they were in, and the church they were in didn't want it. They weren't interested. Right? They just wanted to do what they always did. And so, so they, they kick them out. And instead of the Anglican church being renewed by John Wesley, we get the Methodist church. And instead of the Catholic Church being renewed by the, the, by the efforts of Martin Luther, we have the Lutheran Church. And all of these branches, all of these break-offs, always tend to be somebody was trying to renew the church, and the church didn't want it. And so it was interesting as I read this, because I thought about that, and I thought, man, my goodness, so many times in church history this has happened, where like the revivalists come in, and the, the people who want to see great big God things happening, and they're the ones who get kicked out. Because the church is not interested. And so, so my challenge to you this week when we're talking about serious faith is, is first of all, you know, like, are you, do you get challenged? Like, do you, do you have these moments where you just, you recognize that because you're a kingdom-oriented person, because you're a person who wants to do the things of God, that you get persecuted, right? And that, and that can be whether from outside or from inside the church. It can happen in both and either or. Um, but are we having these moments where when we stand for what is right and true, people don't like us? When we stand for what is fruitful and what it means to follow Jesus, when we, when we push people to that next step, do they push back? And how do we respond? Do we respond as people who expect some push? Or do we respond and we crumple? And I've struggled with that. I mean, I, I, I have to be real with you. Like, I've struggled with that with that balance. Because there have been times in my life where it feels like it feels like that balance is not present for me. That balance is not existent. Um, and I struggle with that. And yet, Jesus says here, he says, they're going to hate you. The world's going to hate you. The synagogue's going to hate you. Because Jesus is bringing this brand new thing. And he's trying to renew. Again, he's not trying to start something new. He's trying to renew the synagogue. He's trying to renew and fulfill what these people have said they believe all along. And it just doesn't happen just doesn't happen. So so what are your goals, right? Are your goals to, to do the things of Jesus? Because if so, if your goal really is to do that, to stand for what Jesus stands for means that you're not going to be very well liked sometimes. Now, that it's not all the time, right? Because in every place, there are going to be people who love the kingdom and, and who love Jesus and want to do Jesus stuff. And then there's going to be people who don't. And so it's not like it's going to be everybody all the time. But there will be moments where we're going to experience that hurt and that pushback and that difficulty right? Those are, there's going to be those moments. And so how do you respond in those moments? Do you lean into Jesus more and with, with a steely resolve and, and live into the kingdom work still? Or do we crumple back and say, eh, I don't need that. That's too hard. What do we do? That's the question for you this week.